What it is, what it do, listeners. You have episode three of Gaming Vessels popped and locked in your auditory canal. My name is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Trader Joe. What's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? And we've also got the Bay Area Terra himself, Dez. What's going on? A.k.a. Hey. Nemo Cub. Hey, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in for our third episode. We are going strong. Um, I cannot wait to talk about games. Yes, games, 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 games. And you know what? Um, episode three, I've been and I've been thinking. I mentioned this a bit last week. For um, we're just going to jump right into the discussion here. Um, I am new to the PC realm uh, as far as gaming. Uh, it has been something that I've been thinking about for a while, and I was finally able to put my resources together through some trades of getting rid of some consoles, getting rid of, getting rid of some games, and I was able to buy all my parts. You know, pretty much my only expenditure was my graphics card, my CPU, motherboard, and everything else was pretty much covered by my um, by my trade monies, and uh, I got the I got my rig together roughly mid end of February of this year. Real quick, real quick, I, I want to stop yeah. you right there, Kev. Real quick, so you're yeah. telling me that mm -hmm. you, so you're telling me and our listeners that you were able to completely finance your computer via trades. No, with the exception of the video card. Except only, the video that's card. the only thing I paid. I paid. Damn. Out of pocket so you yeah. literally went through, you know, got some, got some games, traded them in, and then was able no, to and and consoles and, and consoles. consoles. Damn. Yeah. Here's here's the here and and it's all part of thank big thanks to Trader Joe for hooking me up for letting me know what was going on. Um, at the time I got my I did my trade. GameStop was doing this insane trade in on Wii U peripherals, like extra, you know, uh, wands and uh, pro controllers and all that. I've got two grand nieces and one great and uh, great nieces and one great nephew, and I had overloaded on Wii U peripherals for them. So I had multiple wands. I had uh, the um, since the eldest the eldest is in was into Pokemon. Not so much now anymore. But when the, that Pokemon Arena came out, I bought the complete kit with the game and the and the controller. I bought an extra controller for that. So I was I was overloaded with with Wii U peripherals. Damn. That's really what <laughs> that's Damn. really what paid for everything. I mean, multiple I had all that and when I eventually get the switch, I'll repeat the process and just throw money at peripherals for for their sake because I love them to death and I I spoil them all the time. All right, y'all, so you know, you know what that means, you know, get some get some kids or so or so or become an auntie or an uncle, you know, and this it just that's an investment right there. You know, as Kev showed you, that is an investment. Once they get rid of it, make sure they keep it in decent shape. Once they get rid of it, sell it back and get yourself mm -hmm. a computer, y'all. <laughs> wow, that is that as is it, amazing. 
Yeah, and that that's pretty much what I did. Uh, GameStop had a, a trade for peripherals at the time, and um, I got rid of my Xbox One. I I picked it up. Gosh, uh, October of twenty of twenty fifteen. Uh, and actually, now I remember because I got rid of the that trade act that, and I'm I'm blubbering right now, but that trade <laughs> offering happened in June of 2016. So I've been holding on to I had been holding on to this for this credit for a little bit, but I the all the trades happened in 2016 because that's when I got that's when I after the. The the sad the sad face E3 presentation that Microsoft had I said I'm I'm not going to keep this anymore, so I got rid of that, got rid of the Wii U, got rid of all the games that I had for the Wii U, which typically hold a higher trade-in value, you know, even if you're going to GameStop than everything else, other than what 3D some a lot of 3DS games hold their their trade-in value depending yep. on what title they are, and just a bag full of accessories and that's how I was able to pay for my components for my PC outside of the graphics card. Yeah. So. One one thing you might want to let the listeners know, you were buying getting GameStop credit and then buying Amazon gift cards with it. So No, it, I wound up getting the uh, eBay gift cards because Oh, okay. I forgot. I'm this is after after yeah. they uh, took the Amazon they got rid of the Amazon gift cards. And actually, the store that's closest to my home had gotten rid of its eBay cards. So I had to go to a store further away from my home, and I picked up some of the last eBay cards that, uh, or eBay card that they had because they had they sold them in, in – I can't remember if there there was one type that you could put money on. And then they had another type that had a set, a set Dollar. value, if, if memory yeah. serves. So that's how I was able to do it. Put it together, and I've been in, I've been pretty much enjoying it. And I'm a noob when it comes to this PC stuff. Total noob. My nephew, <laughs> my eldest nephew, uh, who's only like five five years, five or six years younger than me, so we kind of grew up more as brothers and as 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 uncle and nephew. Uh, he came over the night I was trying to impress my grand nieces and nephew. Be I wanted to be the cool uncle and put this this awesome PC together and show them all. Oh, you know, check this out, and we're gonna play these these games and everything. Uh, they pretty much knew more than than I did as far as what was needed. And these kids are uh, uh, the in fact the my the eldest niece turned nine yesterday, so we had her birthday. The the little boy EJ, he's getting ready to he'll be starting junior high uh, this coming school year, and the youngest just turned uh, seven. And they're they're just they're just kind of listening to me and talk and you know the 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 little girl the middle girl uh, she's like oh yeah I under, I know what a CPU is and I know what RAM is and I know what this is because she's studying robotics in elementary school. Oh hell no! What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? He is studying robotics. There is a program <sighs> through the Lego the the Lego Corporation 
that sponsors introduction to robotics courses and her school is one of the schools that is offering that program. So she's, you know, she's not, she wasn't exactly sure what the, the components were, but she could tell me what they did. Okay. And, you know, she's nine. She's, she, well, 10. Gotta start them young. <laughs> Gotta start them young. You know, and we had, I had a problem putting the thing together because it's micro ITX and I, there's limited space to work in. And it's like, ah, so my, um, <laughs> my eldest nephew came over that later that night. And he's like, okay, look, okay, we're gonna figure this out one way or the other. And we got it together. I went to uh, went back to his apartment to download Windows 10, which took forever and a day. And the following day, we got everything up and running. So I've often heard people who are either on one side of the fence say, Oh man, PC gaming sucks because X, Y, and Z, and console gaming sucks because X, Y, and Z. And being new to the format, being new to the platform, I've come to the conclusion that neither one is good or bad. They just do different things differently. And one of the things, the, the key element that I'm using this PC for is gaming. It's, it will never see a spreadsheet. It will never see a Word document. None of that. It's not going to be used for editing soft, you know, audio or video it is basically a console in, in, in and of itself. It will never do anything other than game. And I have to say that it has been a little bit easier than I thought doing the, tran the transition from console gaming. When I say transition, I mean adding another platform to my play rotation. It's been a little bit different coming from console, which everything is just right there, right there, right there. You want to go to your settings to adjust something, it's right there. You want to play a game, you just toss the disc in or you kick it off from your from your dash and you're, you're right there. With PC, it's kind of sort of the same, but it's a little bit different. Uh, one of the things that I noticed, um, there is a huge difference between what Steam does, because Steam is the only is is one of two uh, download stores, let's say that I have on my PC. The other one is is Xbox Live. Steam is 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 brilliant. It 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 makes it it brings PC gaming as close to cons the console experience as as possible, at least at this point in time. Um, I've got the uh, I've got a DualShock. Uh, uh, gizmo, <laughs> my brain's not working today. Sorry, folks. I've got about the, the dongle. Dual shock. Yeah, the dongle. Yeah, no, you have the Bluetooth dongle. It's available. Yeah. It's not really necessary to play DualShock on uh, PC, but it's just a lot more convenient than having to pair it up with a Bluetooth uh, um, receiver per se. So. Right, right. But the I I primarily use my Xbox controller. Because I think some of the games, or or not some of the games, will convert over to uh, DualShock language, which is uh, what, the, I, uh, what the what the triangle X square X, circle. Yeah, yeah. But all of the games on Steam, 
uh, even if they're games that were designed for mouse and keyboard, default to the to the Xbox language, A, X, Y, A, B. So I primarily just use my X, my Xbox controller. The one thing that I found very confusing is the, is the Xbox Live app on PC. Uh, that thing really needs to be updated. It constant disconnects. You can only, at least when I first downloaded it, I'm assuming there was an upgrade at some point, but you could only, you had to first execute your purchases off of the Microsoft store. Once you did that, it would create a link in the, um, I'm calling it a link, that's not what it is, but it would create this this section under your games library that you could then click on and play. Now that's not the case. If if you just go to the games library after you purchase something, because I did that with uh, Forza Horizon 3, uh, you go to your games library after it's downloaded, then you can execute it. So they've made some improvements on that, but the uh, it the X the Xbox Live app in and of itself is not very very steady. So, you know, it's 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 a different experience. Um, the per, the purpose, my primary purpose for my PC, and then I want to open the open this up this discussion up to you guys. The primary purpose of this PC is to enjoy games from either last gen or previous gens if I can find a, an emulator that that kind of works for that's not too you know behind the scenes that doesn't require as many behind the scenes changes I'm going back and I'm playing last gen titles in with you know smoother frame rates 60 frames per second or on unlocked frame rates in most cases uh, 1080p crisp graphics all the graphic effects turned up to their max or at least the max that was offered when they were created uh case in point i downloaded vanquish uh, on pc and i played that yesterday vanquish is almost like a brand new game it it looks beautiful it has 4k up to 4k assets it's buttery smooth. It's 60 frames per second. Looks absolutely fantastic. I've talked about Bayonetta. But I've also been playing older titles like uh, Split Second, which is in a in a weird way. They don't they the obviously the graphics are sharper, the frame, the frame rate is much better. I have no idea if it's running 60 frames per second or not. It's a much older title, but Man, it, it, playing these older games at their maximum settings, even if it's an older title like Split Second, which was actually designed for mouse and keyboard, believe it or not, because when you start it, that's the default. If you if you begin the game, or begin, you can't actually begin the game using your controller, you have to go to the settings and change it from mouse and keyboard It'll, it, at least for me, it downloaded this little quick app thing, and then oh, okay, there's there's controller support now. Okay, wonderful, and it's it's amazing. the the crispness the crispness of those graphics was just fantastic, and I like using the PC as a means to revisit those old games, 
and seeing how they were quote unquote meant to be <laughs> meant to be played. And I'm loving that right now. Um, and I think when I, the, uh, the other thing I'm going to use the PC for is I've really started to become attracted to these story based first person games, not the, not the Walker simulators, not the, you know, whatever happened to Edith Finch. And I understand there's a strong following for those type of titles, but in my mind, if I want a good story, I can just read a book. I actually, I actually want to play okay. a game. Uh, so I'm playing Wolfenstein, uh, New Blood, and I will. I'm thinking I will probably wind up getting the next, the next rumored Wolfenstein on PC, and I'll. I already have Doom, and that's, you know, that looks just ridiculously gorgeous. So that's kind of sort of my zone for PC. Um, let me ask you this for you guys, uh, Joe. I know you've got a PC, and Des, do you have a, a PC for that you can use for gaming, or are you, I you do still? Not. I do okay. not. I, I'm in. I'm been thinking about getting one for a very long time. Um, so it's very interesting because um, out of the three of us, I don't have one. So um, I my my knowledge will be sparse, although I have spent a lot of time. You know, looking at specs and thinking about ways to do it, and I know that I've spoken to to Joe about what that could look like and and what it what that could uh, how I could put that into motion. And I know Joe has a PC, but do you PC all? Do you do do you do you use your PC for gaming all that much any, right now, Joe? Or well, for me, I got two PCs in my house, and the one PC I mainly use to like you know browse the internet. Uh, do my bills is in another room. It's a, like an older system, actually, that I bought my wife at one time because we were going to play Diablo three together and <laughs> play on two PCs. So, um, you know, I've I've dabbled with PCs for so long, but uh, with the types of games I like and enjoy, I always been a, a main console player. But you know, I've Same been here. gaming since the eighties, and I, you know, at certain points after the uh, first console crash back in the eighties. You know, I had to make a decision between Commodore 64 and Atari 800, and I invested in Atari 800 at the time. And so um, that was my first foray into, like, home computing at that point in time. And I kind of uh, stuck around, and uh, I was following gaming on the PC side for a while. I mean, uh, I was more of a Commodore guy. Um had a bunch of Amigas in the early 90s, too, as well. And so I followed the Amiga scene quite a bit, you know, between what the Bitmap Brothers and the other boutique teams. Uh, there's a tons of cool games back in the 90s from Psygnosis as well, like, you know, Lemming, Shadow of the Beast, um, so on and so forth. So, um, you know, currently with PC games right now, I mean, I've had rigs built i mean i had a rig i kept for the longest time with a pentium 4 and a voodoo card in there so i didn't necessarily upgrade it or anything like that but uh about maybe about five years ago uh especially when they announced fantasy star online 2 and if you listen to our first episode you can see that's up in like like my top tier games of all time so i started really to think about okay what am i going to do to get a pc that will kind of commingle uh, with my console preferences, and uh, instead, you know, I know you decided to build your own PC, Kevin. I decided to just go ahead at that point in time, 
because I hadn't built a PC together for a, literally like I think 10 years. Uh, the last PC I did put together, I did put together all by myself, you know, put the parts in, hook it up, uh, bring up Windows, so on and so forth. Uh, now, so I decided to go ahead and, and buy an Alienware X51 at the time. And it's in the console type case. So it does fit within my normal um, um, other consoles, other per- components in my uh, entertainment center on that. And I've been updating that um, uh, throughout the years. I'm on my second video card. I got a GeForce 960 in it. Um, I'm not going to be able to upgrade beyond that unless I upgrade the uh, power board on there. And I was debating about doing that, but I'm thinking it's probably going to be the end of the line with my X51 right now. And think about my X51 and my GeForce 960. I'm able to run most everything I want. It's just I'm not going to be able to run everything on the super, the, the hardest, super, the highest settings necessarily. But, you know, at that point in time, it's I only had a you know, uh, 1080p TV, you know, so it's not like I was going to push it to the limit. But now with my 4K setup, you know, I I think it's just a point of when, not if, that I will go ahead and take the time to invest and upgrade. But I'm going to probably wait for some good incremental increases and component power before I do so. So on it but uh uh just to kind of throw it off to you desmond um i'm thinking especially with a lot of these uh, set-top boxes and whatnot i know gamestop you know i know that the steam box kind of came and went but uh if you're looking to get into pc gaming especially a lot of the games now they support like a, a good array of different setups i'm thinking you'd be able to get in without you know especially if you don't want to run like you know 4k with like you know uh super the greatest graphics mode it's not like you need a double twin titan setup or something like that to go 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 on it so um so yeah i again i'm thinking about it i'm wanting to do it because i feel that as a primarily console player i am missing out on a lot of independent uh, games that are being produced, and I'm I'm missing out on a lot of different game types that that could be you know fun and enjoyable to experience. So the one thing that I feel is holding me back, uh, aside from the cost, although I know that a lot of the components are coming down in price, and I watch videos and have read you know articles about you know putting together a a decent uh rig for relatively cheap um just it seems like a very daunting and time consuming task um and so i'm just kind of like you know i have on the one hand what what kevin did you know and actually you know saving up putting it together and really just like working on it and then on the other hand what you did joe as far as just buying something that you oh, yeah. could slowly, you know, uh, upgrade. Because, like, I am not computer savvy at all. You know, I, I mean, I had an Atari, you know, computer, and, uh, and I played, you know, Adventure and all that other shit on, on, on a computer. But but once the Nintendo came out, I was like, all right, later. You know, later for, <laughs> for, 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 for uh, PC-type gaming. I was like, it's console. So I just grew up a console kid. Um, another thing that I, that I never really got, I never really learned or got good, good at was playing on a mouse and a keyboard. I mean, the, I played, um, I played wow 
So that is pretty much the foray into playing with the mouse and the keyboard is playing WoW. And I was like, so, so that was the thing that, that kind of held me back. But now that I know that a lot of games offer uh, controller support, that has kind of eased my fear into going into this, you know, new, for me, new realm of gaming. So... Um, yeah, I'm thinking about I'm definitely thinking about going in because, again, like I said, there, there there are games that I want to play on PC that are just not available on console. And so I'm just like, you know, if you got a controller and I can use a controller on it, then, yeah, I, I'm pretty much going to do it. Now it's just a time of putting forth the, the, the funds and the effort to to get a computer to do that. I mean, we just. um in my house, we just set up a game room. We got the TV. Thank you, Joe, for selling it to me. Uh, we no got problem. the TV in there. We got the couch in there. So, so we moved this stuff in there. So we're getting ready to to hook everything up in there. Um, and I'm just like, okay, you know, now that I have a dedicated space where I can actually put a computer, uh, a, a desktop, uh, maybe it's time to actually do this and actually, you know, um, put the time and the effort to get a to start uh pc gaming is and so so yeah i'm probably going to be doing that uh the next you know year trying to get that together and see exactly what what it is because i already have a steam account you know i i have another computer but it's it's our it is our computer that we do everything on so it's i'm probably going to do like kevin did and have a and have a dedicated computer that that all it does is is um is run games you know yeah oh that's my thing too i mean i could run games on the computer i'm on right now but i don't feel the need to have a um one rig that just does everything i mean i rather have my you know desk set up with mouse and keyboard here and then uh if anyone out there is looking maybe to get a like a console type uh, pc setup what i've done at least for my mouse and keyboard is that um, I've set up like a um, TV tray and I get a big, nice plank of wood. I slapped right on top of it. That kind of uh, works as my like my desktop. And I'm able to actually put that up pretty easily, put it away pretty easily. So if I do need to use mouse and keyboard, it's steady enough so I could actually balance both a uh, keyboard and mouse on there along with a mouse pad just in case. And a lot of times too, you know, like say if I have guests over my um, PCs in my guest room and so like if I need to get to the browser on my gaming PC it's, at least it's within reach just in case if I need to use mouse and keyboard to do you know whatever browse the internet or you know you know do my bills or you know bring up any of that kind of sort of stuff and so that's probably like one of the easiest ways I, I usually game in what uh, what is basically a, like a camping chair and on there I'm able to just get everything ergonomically like kind of attuned that way i can you know play with mouse and keyboard if need be on that but i I totally understand the um reluctance i mean even myself i i have played like um other like you know back in the 90s i played a lot of quake 3 arena online and i got used to doing mouse and keyboard and, and um using that type of uh controller style but uh you know it's like my going back to that style has been few and far between. And I definitely say that mouse and keyboard probably is more precise, but at the same time, 
um, it's just after a few hours, especially if you don't got a good ergonomic setup, it's going to either rack you back or, you know, something to where you're not going to be the most comfortable on there. That's why uh, controllers kind of rule the roost at least a little bit, especially with console gaming and whatnot. So there you go, folks. Yeah. DIY life hacks by Joe. <laughs> and and let me let me tell you, th- let me tell you this. Building a PC, at least for me, was highly overrated. Really? Highly overrated. Oh, wow. My mistake is that I went with a mini ITX build. I wanted a, a, a PC that would basically sit on my entertainment uh, center and basically be a console. The problem is, is that, and I, that I didn't, the most obvious one that I didn't even take into an account is that with that smaller form factor, you have less operating space. So oh, yeah. because I haven't built a computer since, what, 1997? Uh, <laughs> not that it's wow. changed all that much mechanically, but you really have to kind of sort of know what you're doing, particularly when it comes to uh, wire case management. And this was my first build in a long, long time. And it was frustrating as all get out because I'm working with smaller components, smaller motherboard. The CPU, of course, is going to be the same size, smaller fans, all this stuff. And I don't have a whole lot of room to, you know, to just put my hands and connect my hands to the connectors that I need to plug these wires in. So I, the next, the next computer, if there is a next computer, uh, I'm definitely going to either one build a larger build from a larger case. I should have gone with mid tower because there's way more options, way more space to work with. And the price difference is probably negligible. And the PC that I have now is sitting on the floor because it won't fit in my entertainment center. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, it probably probably could, but it's passive cooling, meaning that the only cooling that it gets are generated from the components itself. It does not have any interior case fans because it's so small. Uh, So I have a a high-end CPU fan and my graphics card cools itself. It's got a unique setup where it separates the the CPU from the graphics card, so they're both basically cooling themselves and not adding to the to the uh, the internal temperature. And I have to keep have it seated vertically because yeah, it says you can play it horizontally, which is what I would prefer to do, but I can't even get it to sit on my entertainment center horizontally. So it's sitting up vertically anyway. So I, I, I should have gotten a larger case. Uh, sounds like to me, you might need a new entertainment center, but I know it's well, like, you know, it, it's, yeah, I, I don't want to, I, I like the entertainment center that I have. Um, yeah. It's got room for a bigger, a bigger TV. Uh, my consoles can sit horizontally. So I kind of dig, dig the way it's set up. Um, but yeah, I would, I would suggest Des, if you're, this is just me, if you have little to no interest in building it yourself, uh, go with one of the, uh, the boutique builders. Uh, and there's, there's plenty of them out there that do good work, you know, from Alienware to, 
there's, I've heard good things about cyber power. And then um, there's another one that I was con- I actually had considered a few years ago when I first started uh, looking at this, um, not, not maximum PC, but anyway, there's a bunch of them out there and, you know, do, do your research like you would for anything else. And we're getting to a point now where these boutiques are able to build you a higher end product for cheaper than it would cost you if you bought the components yourself. Yeah. And with and uh, increasing with the time and the effort taken into it, um, that is that's that's what I was thinking too, you know, Kev. I think I, I think I think you're on the right track. Uh but our listeners out there, do you have any suggestions for for uh for for me seeing as I seem to be the 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 uh the slow to change not slow to change, but I, I'm like the last guy to get a to get a PC of uh, out of out of the three of us. What what do you what do you, what do you all think, you know, when um you know, hit us up at uh gamingvessels at gmail.com or you know let us know in the in the comments on this video about you know what are your thoughts about you know pc gaming and did you did you build your own computer your own gaming rig and and what you know what components did you use you know uh this is definitely a conversation that can be um that 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 has a lot of you know a lot of different people have a lot of different ideas about it you know versus building or buying uh a completed rig so let us know what you think as well yeah yeah one one of my reluctance of gaming on pc is just the fact that you can't buy physical anymore too that's one thing that kind of throws me for a loop you know but uh maybe it's something i just need to get over you know so what what about that throws you for a loop uh, just for the fact I don't have a manual, I don't have a case, I don't have the ability to be able to trade it in if I don't want oh, to play it so anymore. That's, that's the main thing. <laughs> it's, 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 it's harder to flip digital content. Well, actually, I don't think you can. <laughs> no, you can't. So, you know. You're kind of stuck so, with it. I, I don't know if I'm, you know, reluctant to go out there, spend 60 bucks on a new release. Unless I know I'm absolutely just going to go like, you know, play it to death, you know, and I've been more of a uh, wait for a Steam summer sale or a particular sale on one of the uh, third party key uh, sell- resellers, you know, like um, you know, I'm part of the Humble Bundle. That's a good thing. Uh, there's a Humble Bundle monthly thing that comes out that's like 12 bucks a month that basically I get like, you know, you know, seven, eight, nine different pc games per month that just if i want to just sit down and game with my pc i mean the ability to game on on nickels and pennies you know is there especially if you're digging into like you know older content like kevin's been doing on there you could pick up games for five ten bucks and like have a good old time you know so it just depends as far as uh you know i'm i want to look more for the pc especially nowadays last few years there's been a lot more japanese publisher support uh, especially with the playstation 4 supporting the same architecture as a pc the port games easily between uh, console and pc that uh, you're seeing a lot more uh, traction on the on the uh, pc for uh previous you know 
Japanese exclusives, you know, where um, you're seeing these games coming out on launch day on both the PlayStation 4, PC, Xbox, you know, one, that kind of thing. So uh, take Tekken 7 coming out next week as an example. Tekken 7 is coming out uh, on PC on launch. And I think that's probably the first time that games come out like day and date on PC. So I think it's a it's a good sign. It's a good sign for PC gaming in general, you know, especially if you just want one box to run everything, you know, so... Mm. Yeah, and uh, the also you can't forget. Like I'm on Kingwin dot com, which is a uh, they sell uh, game keys and CD keys and I'm um, not CD keys, but app keys and gaming keys. And I've had nothing but success with them. My problem also, kind of like with you, Joe, is that oft times for new titles. Even going through something like King Win or CD Keys, the discount on a new game is still more than what I'm getting going through Best Buy or Amazon for a physical comp for the same title physically on console. So I don't. I still feel that I'm if I'm if I have the choice of pay, of paying sixty bucks. For the PC version of Game X, same game on console with a 20% discount. I'm gonna go for the 20% discount. Yes, I'm probably I'm missing out on on frame rate. I'm missing out on graphics upgrades. True enough, but the difference the differences between the two, at least for me, particularly now that I'm still gaming on a 1080p set, are not that drastic that i need to give that extra give up that 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 extra money i mean that's just me um and we the reason why we don't have physical on pc anyway is because the pirates killed all that so uh, i know i just remember <laughs> yeah, the so. days of getting like amiga like big boxes with like t-shirts and art books and all sorts of other stuff it was kind of cool to collect those at the time and uh you know it's n- it kind of sucks that there's no physical presence for pc but i guess if you really want like to go and get a uh, collector's edition they're still out there for uh games that are also coming out on pc I know uh, what Shadow Warrior 2 has a PC collector's box out there. So it just depends on what you're looking for and it depends on what you want. You know, so. mm-hmm. But, you know, it's fun. I've, I've, been, I've been really enjoying it and I've been digging my usage of it thus far. So uh, I, if any of our listeners are thinking about making that jump or thinking about jumping into the realm of PC gaming... Um, I would encourage you to do it. Um, get the do your research, get the build the get the best components that fit within your budget that you can, or get the because they're all good. You know, I I came in with with kind of this older thinking. I was in IT, you know, uh, about a, a decade and a half ago, and what we learned and what we did well actually longer than that but we were we were always told if you can get all of your components made by the same manufacturer there is a less chance of you know driver incompatibilities and all these different all these different you know things you know that that can when you put them all together that may not mesh well 
Well, that's not the case anymore. Like you can have, like I have all gigabyte, everything is gigabyte. My motherboard is gigabyte, my video card. But I could have had MSI for my motherboard and I could have had, you know, gigabyte for my video card if I wanted to because that they're so similar. You know, the the x86 platform just kind of leveled everything. There are still some differences and some changes that, each one that each manufacturer brings to the table, but they're not enough to really cause conflict like they did, you know, two decades ago. So you're really, it's really open to your budget and your research into the components to find which match up best for you when you jump into this. So, which I think is really cool, you know, and that's always the one thing the one driving force that always kind of was like, you know, me, had me feeling like I'm missing out because again, being a console kid, I was like, you know, that should be the name of a band, the console kids. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, I'm just thinking like, you know, you could literally set up your, your rig, however you want within your budget. I mean, there are people that are just going to be like all that, that are like graphic hogs. That's just like, they want the best graphics or, or, or they want the best resolution or, or, or they want to be the, the ability to be able to play a different types of genre of games. Because when you buy, when you buy a console, you are, you, you, they're basically giving you all your settings. It's like, here you go. It's a it's a product, you know. It's like it's like there you go, you know. And and you're and you're just whatever whatever specs they have, whatever specs they do, or whatever specs they put on it, you're kind of limited to it. With with PCs, you don't have that, you know. You're able to to change it up. You're able to do uh, almost any any kind of configuration you want. Because for me personally. I like graphics. I like the. I like that. But for me, the graphics are not, are not the 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 selling point. Um, for me, the reason why I'm getting a PC, or why I'm probably going to get a PC, is because I'm missing out on a, on a whole slew of games, um, that I just can't play or that are just not on the console. You know, whether it's MMOs or rts or or now you know first person shooters or third person stuff it's or, or rpgs it's like it's a whole slew of indie games out there that i'm just that i'm just not able to play and there's and there's no really no reason for that um especially with with pcs being um i i, I want to say as affordable uh for as much as you can throw at it you know yeah um so so i'm i'm excited you know and 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 hearing you know, Kev go go through all his stuff, and then Joe with his. I'm kind of like, all right, you know, I think I'm gonna do this. You know, oh, I'm thinking more of looking for the PC as being a uh, valid avenue for gaming for me. And I'm trying to make a concerted effort, especially since Kevin threw his hat in the ring, and you're thinking about throwing your hat in the ring too. I mean, all I think it will take is just one game that I'm gonna play on the regular, and maybe Destiny Two will be that for me. But we'll have to see. <laughs> when that port comes out, you know, I'm also kind of interested. I've been watching some YouTube footage of uh, what Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, I believe, was what I've been checking out a bit, and uh, I'm just looking for something to kind of sink my uh, teeth into. It's just there's, especially with so many platforms, so many different avenues, and so little time. You know, it's like <laughs> just trying to find the time to 
you know, game on everything that you have, you know, or where you want to, you know, dedicate your time more towards that kind of thing. So, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, and and just 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 for me, I'm a console kid. I'll always be a console kid. You know, if you know, that's just what I enjoy. I like everything, just kind of like being in that box. If I want to go online. I know I can create a chat room or join a chat room and it's just there. It just works. Everything is all presented to me in one package. I, I really do like that. But I'm kind of I'm kind of a, a, a graphics enthusiast and I'm a frame rate enthusiast, particularly when it comes to my action games. And being having played Bayonetta and Vanquish on PC with their either 60 frames per second or unlocked frame rates is it's almost like the game is presented brand new to me and i'm able to experience a game that i played last gen on the ps3 or the xbox 360 and i'm seeing it in a new light you know it's like the it's like you had i wear glasses so it's like i had dirty glasses on before and my experience was great because that's all I knew, you know, that's all I had access to. But now that the the dirt is cleared from my lenses, I'm seeing, oh, <laughs> I'm seeing these these faster frame rates and these these shadings and these anti anti aliasations and uh uh god ray effects that i didn't see before and it's like Ooh. see and that's what i'm scared of i'm scared i'm gonna be seduced by the i'm scared i'm gonna be seduced by the pc and it's gonna be like you know look at this it's amazing it's beautiful the crystal clarity the gaming look at how fast it processes it's like ah and i'm like i'm like no you know it's like but the, the, oh. the, Death the thing is, as long you know? as you, as long as you're still focused on the game, it's when you start looking at fall in love with the numbers and what your rig can do, and you really don't care about yeah. what game you're playing. It's man, I'm getting, I'm getting 130 frames per second at 4K, and you drop, you know, eight grand in your rig, and yeah. but you're not really playing the game. You're just studying numbers. Yeah, that, that's, that's when problem, that's when man. the problem comes in. Yeah. As long as you're just enjoying the game, man, that that's 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 all that 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 it means, dude. Yeah, it's like being a car enthusiast and not like actually taking a car for a drive. You're just like constantly just getting more performance out of it, you know, kind of thing. So. <laughs> Crazy. So, oh yeah. So with that, folks, we hope you enjoyed that little uh, PC console compare and contrast. But right now, we're going to hop into the news. So, Trader Joe, what you got for us this week? I uh, got a few things, and I'd like to give good thanks out. We usually get our news from DualShockers.com on there. That's a good multi-platform site that kind of has a little bit more niche stuff at the same time, kind of covers a good uh, general basis of, of all the news that's out there. So I'd like to like, give them a, a thank you, at least, for uh, having a website that I could go to for all my gaming news per se. So nothing paid. This is all just out of uh, admiration for their skill and that kind of thing. So uh, first thing that caught my eye this week, um, they f announced a, a U.S. date. NIS America has uh, announced that uh, Ease uh, 8 Lacrimosa of Dana is getting a uh, 
release date of September the 12th in North America and September 15th in Europe. Um, it's coming out for PlayStation 4, PlayStation Vita, and also on the PC. It's coming out physical for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita on there. If you don't know about the Ease series, the Ease series is a excellent uh Action RPG and action RPG meaning that you're you know controlling your character, doing actions like uh, comparable to what say what uh, Legend of Zelda or um, what's another game I could compare it to like uh, um, Secret of Mana where you're actually having your protagonist and in pretty much in the E series you play the same character all throughout the series which is this character named Adol on there and. Uh, Basically, it's um, the newest version of the game for current-gen consoles out right now. And uh, I'm very excited for it. I don't know if you guys have followed the E series at all out there. I don't know. Either you, uh, Kevin, or Desmond have followed it. But um, yeah, gameplay is buttery, buttery smooth. I mean, it runs great. Um, great action. Uh, I would say almost like it's almost comparable almost to like a hack and slash, but with a little bit more weight to it. And also with a, a good, um, you know, as far as equipment and that kind of thing. But uh, any thoughts you guys on uh, this game coming out? I'm getting ready to pre-order it uh, for September uh, since the date's coming up pretty soon. But uh, guys have any experience with the series at all? I do not. I do not. I think I played an older one a long long time ago but uh yeah but no um i, I don't know like i i'll probably end up going to visiting you and playing your, your copy so <laughs> i'll make my okay. decision i'll make my decision then <laughs> uh one thing too especially you kevin um they've gone back in xc has gone back in and um re-released a lot of the prior games in the series on PC now and they're all up on Steam and so you got like Ease Origins that just came out for PS4 a couple months ago um, uh, Ease Books 1 and 2 uh, come out for PSP and then also got released for um, PC and then also Ease 4 uh, which just got a Vita release um, and also you know 6, 7 and now 8 uh, on there so definitely if you want to check out the series and don't want to invest the full you know retail price into it uh there is definitely good representation of the series now in america where before it was just really hard to come by on that so and it's one of the games i'm really excited for i played the first ease back in the day i'm like the first u.s release even before um the more heralded version of it uh, ease one came out for the sega master system back in 1988 and i fell in love with the game back then and uh that game really didn't play as well as what it does now it the gameplay it has evolved so much since the first release of that game, but uh, it was quite noted as being like one of the major releases for TurboGrafx CD back in like 1991, 1992, uh, where it was like a big uh, CD-ROM showcase at the time. So, so well, you know, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. My, I've heard of the Ease series, but my first exposure to it was at PSX uh, last year. Uh, I believe they had, was it Ease Origins that they had yeah, playing? Yeah, Ease Origin, yeah, it's the prequel yeah. of the first game in the series, yeah. Right, so I I saw that playing. I didn't get a chance to play it myself, but uh, I liked what I saw, so I, will, I do plan on picking up at least Ease Origins and 
playing through that. And hopefully by the time this game comes out, I believe what it's September. Yeah, September twelfth, uh, right in the meet, right in the hook, right, right, right after, hook, yeah, <laughs> right after Destiny uh, four two comes out the week prior. So, but uh, I will take the time to try to play this, even though the, the struggle will be real. You know, yes, we'll the things. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. but I, you ain't cooling. I, I, I like what I saw, though. I liked what I saw. It was I, I really kind of dig the the action focus on it because before. Um, I had always thought Ease was like either a turn-based or a uh, real-time strategy. No, um, so. it was never either of those. Uh, back in the day on the Master System and Ease 1 and 2, the combat entailed not with you swinging the sword, but just like moving your character up and trying to poke your enemy. That's how the combat worked back in the day, and, and it was something to get really used to. <laughs> Mm-hmm. on that but as soon as they added a button to swing a sword it kind of went from there where they've evolved the combat in the series quite a bit so and so imagine if you're on a like a um a 3d field and in, on a map kind of like a secret of mana and swinging a sword and um, you're having a couple people along with you that you can control ai characters that you can control that are in the combat kind of similar to tales but at the same time um where you're not going back and forth between loading screens to do your combat actually so it's kind of comparable to that where you're actually not going into a a like side scrolling like left to right combat situation where you're actually just fighting out in the field proper so mm-hmm. and, uh, you know game just has been kind of the uh like a unheralded uh, japanese um you know tradition in a way because this game is you know has its roots back in the PC on like you know back in 1985 <laughs> in Japan. So I mean this series has uh, long been in the for in the background. Um, it's one of uh, Nihon Falcom's like main um, titles. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. So oh yeah. All right. And next thing I have, um, you know, we were talking last week about comments about the. Some people were hoping that Scorpio will not hold back games because of the fact that the other consoles might not be able to um, handle the full graphic capacity of the Scorpio, per se. Um, there was an uh, interview with uh, Andy Tudor, creative director at Slightly Mad Studios, which is going to be releasing the upcoming Project Cars 2. He made a statement saying that if it, if it's up to him, saying that we may go higher resolution on the Scorpio compared to the Pro, or we may keep it lower res but increase the detail. Again, it's too early to say, but if we can do something extra on the Scorpio easily, we will do it. We will not hold back due to the Pro on there. So, And so uh, it's interesting, kind of refreshing to see a developer will actually come out and say that, you know, if we could do it, we're going to do it. We're not going to hold things back just because of... uh, you know, contracts or uh, marketing deals per se on that. So um, we'll have to see when the uh, Project Cars 2 version comes out for the Xbox Scorpio later on this year on that. It will be out for both PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4 Pro, Xbox One, you know, the Scorpio, and also on the PC. Mm. So any thoughts, you guys, as far as, you know, if... uh, companies are paid to hold back versions or if they want to keep things comparable with the uh, um, regular vanilla PS4 and the Xbox One versions of a game, you know, what's your opinion about back and forth as far as these incremental consoles? 
Of course, you know, I think they're trying to keep their names in the public eye. They'll they'll give you a, they'll give you a, they'll feed you a little bit just to kind of get you to buy something new. And so I, I, I especially believe that with PS, the PS4 Pro, I mean, yeah, it looks great. They're, they're, they needed to release something that would um, take advantage of 4K TVs. Uh, I think they weren't fully ready to release a PS5, and so this was their kind of stopgap. It's like, look, we got these people that want that have better looking TVs, and we want to be able to to capitalize on that. And they did, and that's why we got the PS4 Pro. You know, um, Scorpio, I think, is trying to do a little bit, uh, pu- push the boundaries a little bit more. But I think the one thing, the problem that the Scorpio, in my opinion, the problem the Scorpio has is they don't. I think they don't know what they are. Um, like, are, 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 like, what are they trying to do? Like, they they're built by a computer company, and all those games can be played on a PC. So it's like, you know, it's like, do we need another? Like, do we actually need the Xbox? You know, do we need the Xbox Scorpio? Like, what? I mean, I, I think they're trying to 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 hit a niche market of, of gamers that that don't or people that are gamers that don't want to invest in, in, a, in an actual pc so they're willing to to do a uh, to, to get a console and it's like like is that something that that microsoft can can continue to facilitate because from what i understand microsoft uh doesn't really make any money off of off of the xbox right now it's like it's you know, the, so it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like it, it's necessary, you know, for, for, for Microsoft to, to have a Scorpio. But again, if they're trying to catch people who are not who, who are not wanting to, you know, buy a PC, then I guess that's what they're trying to do. You know, it, I guess it's, well, it, it's for the console kids, you know, I guess. Yeah. 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 Uh, Microsoft does make a lot of money off of Xbox Live, though. Oh, that's true. They make yeah, it. Right. They, they right. make. You're they right. do make a. They. I and I can't remember the last figures that that they mentioned, but with their gold subscriptions and did you know downloadable content and digital only purchases, they make they make boatloads of cash off of Xbox Live, uh, the Xbox console as a whole. Since they quit releasing their physical numbers, you know. I don't know. One could make the assumption that they're not making any, making as much money, or maybe losing money on that console. I don't know. Uh, I really haven't been dug that deep into it. But yeah. here's the thing with with the with the Scorpio. The Scorpio, from as I understand it, being compatible with the because we again. We have to go back to the original Xbox One, not the One S. So every game that comes out has to be playable on that original Xbox One. If you, if a game is developed by, you know, what they think, I think they call it Universal Windows Program or UWP. Uh, it makes the transition between the original, the One S, and whatever the Scorpio is going to be called extremely easy i know that at digital foundry had mentioned that uh forza 7 it only took one day to transfer the assets as created to be to be able to run on the original xbox and have it you know 4k assets 
uh, 60 frames per second running on the Scorpio. It took it took one day or a little bit less than a day, which is pretty cool. Which is which is actually amazing when you think about it. But that your game has to be created through UWP. How many games? How particularly multiplats are going to be developed through UWP? I I don't know. That's that's one my obviously all the first party is going to be developed that way. And I think there might be a deal with um, uh, uh, the people that are that are producing uh, Shadow of War. I think maybe that might have been developed through UWP. I, I'm not 100 percent sure because that's going to be a play anywhere game, as I understand it. Yep. The. Other question that you have to, the other thing you have to say here is both consoles have the same chip. They're both running Jaguar. The Scorpio's Jaguar is far more customizable than the one in the PlayStation 4 Pro. That's obvious on paper. But I'm not 100% convinced yet because we really haven't seen anything running on the Scorpio as compared to the PS4 Pro is that are we just some of these descriptions of all oh, the PS4 Pros holding this back or Scorpios is, is going to be just demolish it? How much more better is <laughs> Mo better is, <laughs> are these games going to be in comparison to the Pro? Yes, I'm sure there's going to be some light effects, maybe some differences in shadows, uh, maybe even some differences in frame rate, but. Digital Foundry released a video maybe a couple days ago uh, with regard to the debate whether the Scorpio was holding back the or or if uh, PS4 Pro is holding back the Scorpio. And they basically said, look, they both have the same CPU. The bottleneck is not in the GPU when it comes to frame rate. It's in the CPU. Yeah, they both have the same CPU. Uh, what you're seeing as saying as Destiny 2 not being able to run at 4K 60 frames per second, that the PS4 Pro was not capable of it. They're saying, guess what, folks? It's probably going to be the same case for the Scorpio because they have the same CPU. So, you know, unless all these games, um, unless Microsoft just throws, empties the vaults and says, okay, all you third, are you a third party developers develop everything through UWP? I don't really see the difference between a Scorpio third-party game and a PS4 third-party game being really all that vast. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. We'll we'll have we'll have to see. But some folks are talking about it's like your like Destiny Two on Scorpio and playing it on PlayStation Four <laughs> Pro is like playing it on the 360. You know, uh, no. I don't it's, believe that. It's, yeah, it's not. So. That's not the case. So yeah, I just, I just love the fact that. Uh, Digital Foundry in the last few years have become so, per, you know, invasive in our talking about performance and games in general as far as being able to. But where before, you know, people would notice these things, but not not to where they're looking at, you know, bullet points on each side. Oh, this version's better than this version or like, you know, get into like fanboy discussions, and that kind of thing. And I have no problem, like, you know, giving credit where credit's due on there. So I don't care if, if the Scorpio comes and just knocks everyone's socks off. You know? I hope so, it does. Yeah. I hope it, I am, you know, personally, I hope it does. Because when it comes to 
there are some games on the Microsoft platform, and I'm 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 like a broken record. I'm going back to the OG. Yeah, I know. Uh, there are some games that are under that Microsoft Develop umbrella that are absolutely fantastic, and I would like to see them return. If not giving me remasters of those games or sequels of those games, at least give me IPs of equivalent creativity of those games. Diversity. No one is saying that Halo has to end so Crimson Skies can exist. You can have both of them. You know, that, that, that's all I'm saying with, re, with regards to that. And I, yeah. I really want to be able to say, you know what? After E3, you know what? I think I want. I think I need to go pick up. You know, for a sec, you know, we don't know what it's going to be called a Scorpio because man, they've got this, this, and this coming. I've got to. I've got to be able to play those games. So yeah. All right. Well, we'll probably be talking about this wonderful debate about the Scorpio probably in two weeks when E3 kind of rears its head on there. We'll probably talk about more next week on our E3 preview show as well. So we'll kind of dig into the the if and, and what ifs and the meat of the discussion on that a little bit further. Um, a couple other news stories just want to cover on briefly. Uh, we kind of had some excitement. Uh, Capcom has announced that they are porting Monster Hunter XX Double Cross uh, to the Nintendo Switch on there. Um, it's going to be coming out in August. On the Switch, um, they had a lot more information online about it. You're able to cross-play between the um, Switch version and also on the 3DS version. So just in case if you have friends that have um, the other version, you're able to play uh, between both versions, uh, play up to four-player multiplayer on that. Um, nothing has been announced yet for the U.S., but with E3 coming up very, very soon, I do not see <laughs> a um, E3 without this game being announced for the U.S. So you know, just for the people that are not familiar, this is, Monster Hunter Double Cross is basically the sequel to Monster Hunter Generations that came out for the uh, 3DS last year on there so and they're able to it's basically like almost like a greatest hits of monster hunter on that it's going back to old villages old monsters on there and it adds a lot more gameplay as far as a lot more of techniques with all the different weapons so this version might even be more up your alley kevin because it more concentrates on uh, uh combat styles and there's a lot of different combat styles that are added to the series uh, as well so also, so. Um, it's coming out for the Switch too. It's coming for the Switch, and and which I thought was really cool is the Switch is not uh, region locked, so you can get the Japanese version and play it. You just got to brush up on it. If you want to play the kanji, yeah, there yeah. You go. <laughs> no, yeah. I was watching. I was watching a video, and this and this this guy who was talking about it was basically saying, you know what, you really don't need to know Japanese to play Monster Hunter. It's like it's you, it's really easy to play. You know, you just kind of it's like a trial and error. You know, if you want to the story, great, but all you're really doing is running around chopping up monsters, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Well, you know, if the focus on this is combat, then I'll definitely want to look into that once I once I acquire my Switch. Um, so, because I, I tell you, I've really been enjoying. Um, oh man, and my 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 brain farted. Uh, uh, 
Are you talking about God Eater Resurrection? Or would you well, well, God Eater, Tokiden? and what's the other Tokiden? one? Tokiden, uh, yeah. yeah. Totokin 2? Totokin okay. 2. Totokin 2 has been fantastic. Unfortunately, Persona 5 has devoured every all my gaming time, but when I do play Totokin 2, I am absolutely in love with just the combat itself. And if it's similar to that, if it's more fast-paced, uh, if and if they pay and if the more uh, attention has been given to the actual combat styles, maybe you can change out combat styles or switch them on the fly, you know, and create different combos that way or some or something. Then I'm all in uh, because the core premise of it is definitely in my wheelhouse. It was just some of the just, and I haven't played every iteration of, of Monster Hunter, just the ones that I have tried just really didn't suit the, the style of game that I like to play. And that's only that's been my only complaint about it. Yeah, problem is, is that it takes a while, Kevin, and when you play Monster Hunter, I know you've dabbled in it, but you, you have to get some hours in before you're able to really get into the high-stress, high-value uh, combat situations on there. And I know that I know you had reluctance previously to you know, do the farming, do the, like the, um, farming for weapon parts, you know, as far as monster parts to build different weapons or, you know, go out in the field and just like, you know, get a bunch of herb and <laughs> get a bunch of materials, go on a material run, that kind of thing, where I think in uh, this game, especially because of the fact that it opens up some of the, uh, uh, gameplay a bit with the different weapons and talk about different, uh, you know, um, combat systems, with the weapons, it's just uh, it's been kind of eye-opening for Monster Hunter enthusiasts out there with the uh, uh, cross and now double cross versions coming out. But uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I'm definitely going to pick it up. Um, actually, because of this announcement, uh, and because of my lack of playing Generations all that much, I did trade my copy of Generations, and I'm just going to go whole hog once Double Cross comes out. Uh, I'm assuming it'll probably be called Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate in the West, but I'll have to see on the final name on that. So, And last but not least, another game that we talked about a little bit last week got a full announcement, and that would be Far Cry 5 from... Ubisoft on there. They finally unveiled it fully last, just a couple days ago on Friday on the 26th on that. So um, basically what the game is about is that you are finding white cop- supremacists. That's basically yes. what the game is about. <laughs> and you can, and you can, you can, you can customize your character, which is a first for, for any uh, Far Cry game. You can do your, 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 your race, your, your sex, all that stuff. So I feel that it's going to be a lot of, you know, because of the, because it's like literally you're fighting a white supremacist group. It's what it seems like. It's going to be a lot of black folks running around. <laughs> a lot of black characters running around killing folks. I'm just saying. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're calling it quote unquote white supremacists. They're calling it by a, like a doomsday cult, you know, a religious cult of some sort. But if you look at the uh, iconography, it looks like they have like these oh, I know. crosses I know. and stuff on there, the white crosses and stuff. I'm like, come on. You guys are like really not trying to hide it at all. Not really. It's like you know, basically it's like you're fighting against David Koresh and the Branch Davidians basically in Montana. So it's kind of the game I kind of envisioned because you know a lot of people were thinking it was like a Western based in like the 1800s, <laughs> nope. and obviously nope, <laughs> nope, nope, uh, uh-uh. uh, no. 
So oh, wow. kind of reminds me of Preacher a little bit, the TV series and the comics uh, series as well, a little bit. Yeah. Obviously in the same type of setting, but uh, um, definitely take a look out there. Um, they have uh, vehicle combat too, and talking about where you're able to file, fly planes I believe, and um, just the combat, it's right in that Far Cry wheelhouse as far as what I've seen before, um, you know, as far as, uh, I know there's a beast in the game too you have to fight against as well, and also I think you're able to actually um, get your own pet too as well. It kind of brings over some of the stuff from Far Cry Primal on there, so. Yeah, you can, you can, you can hire... I guess you can hire animals to do stuff for you. Like you can hire a bear to kill people or something. <laughs> it's just I don't understand. I don't know. I think that's what it was from. I was, I was listening to someone talking about. It. it could be. It could be a different game, but I think it's in this one. It's supposed to be very. No, that's that, it was this one. Yeah, oh, yeah. you could so, hire animals. Yeah, yeah so. to like go and. Like, I, I don't know people. what you pay them, but you know, out the sea, you know, maybe, maybe he's a descendant from the guy from Primal. There you go. Because that's basically what he did. Mm. <laughs> Whatever. He tamed him, know. and then they, then he controlled him, and then you can send him out and kill him. Uh, but yeah, I bizarre. It is bizarre, but it, it's very Far Cryish, and it, I'm actually I'm actually looking forward to this. One of the um, one of the things that a lot of people, at least in the uh, on the YouTube space, I follow a guy, and uh, he's was been very very much involved in the Far Cry series, going all the way back to the first to the first game. And he was talking about, oh man, you know, it's 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 crazy when it's great. We we finally get a game. And he was talking about some of the religious overtones in the game. Mm -hmm. He's like, we get a game where we can bring some church up in this and, you know, they do this. And uh, you know, Me personally, me personally, I'm I'm a Bible believing, Christ Christ loving Christian. I that I don't I profess that from the highest mountaintop, and I'm willing to talk to anybody about that. But one one of the things that I appreciate about how this game seems to be going is that we as as Westerners, whether whether we're we're um, you know. Believers or non-believers or a, a part of a different religious uh, belief system, we have a pro. It's fine when we're gunning down, you know, brown-skinned, turbaned people in another country, or, but it's completely different when we're gunning when we're going to be gunning down uh, people with less melanin and <laughs> professing a a a quote-unquote religious belief that is either similar to our own or not as foreign to us as Westerners. And I'm looking at this and I'm saying it's it's a game. It, it, it's just, it is just a game. I, I, I saw a little bit of a blurb from the, the lead director of this and kind of the, the genesis of the idea for this particular title. And he mentioned that, you know, he grew up, you know, in the Cold War, you know, where there was fear. The Russians are going to come and get us. And, you know, then and then there was the fear of the uh, before you're talking about uh, how he grew up, his parents and the environment that they grew up in, where, they, you know, there was the uh, the commie inquisitions that were going on in, you know, in 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 Congress and blacklisting 
actors because they thought that they were linked to the commun to the communist party and then you know from there moving on up to you know to y2k and everybody was oh when it turns to year 2000 all your computers are gonna <laughs> go crazy and you're gonna lose all your money and then from there all the way now to what we have with the rise of donald trump as president and all of this, he, he's he, if he's if it's done right, if it's done right, it could be a very interesting critique on the boundaries or the emphasis of fear that has taken place throughout all the different stages of modern Western, particularly modern modern Western American life, and. I, 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 as a Christian, do not uh, have, I, I don't see a problem with this, you know, if, for, for me. I, and, I mean, let's face it, you, uh, unfortunately, a lot of us that have professed the name of Christ have done some really shady stuff. Uh, you know, I can remember reading about those church, those black pastors having their churches burned down by some guys in white cloths and they on Sunday morning they were quote unquote worshiping the Lord just as the the people in the in that in those black churches that they had just burned down the night before. So it has nothing to do with being a critique of the religious belief. It is a critique of utilizing a belief system, twisting it and contorting it to your own biases and bigotries and hates toward another section or another group or another organization of people and saying, hey, we're doing it because I read this obscure text in 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 Jeremiah 3 that you take completely out of context and you take completely out of the historical uh, context that it was written in and you try to apply it to fit your own biases and hate. So I think if this game does it right, it's going to be a fantastic critique of modern Western fear-based mongering. Uh, <laughs> if, if that I, makes sense. There you go. I don't know. I think having high hopes. I played Far Cry 4 to its completion. And, you know, the I said if it was done right. Yeah, and I don't know. It, to me, I, I don't know. It should still be good. It's still, I, I enjoyed the game quite a bit, but I remember fighting against pagan men, and it was basically in uh, Tibet uh, that in the end, the good guys and bad guys, all it was doing was killing a lot of the bad guys still. So, I, you know, in the whole religious struggle at the end of that game, there was just blood being poured and just like indiscriminate people getting killed and just, you know, GTA type mayhem kind of thing going on and so you know it'd be great if they have a, a, a more um a better narrative and more in basis like say maybe if instead of killing the members that especially since you're a police officer whether you know you could arrest them versus uh does that right just murdering fools left and right you know it just depends on how they're going to set up the gameplay and that kind of thing so and being that it's far cry and then it's probably going to just going to be about shooting fools in the end all and i know getting, i'm gonna make, I'm gonna make my black undersheriff and i'm killing everybody <laughs> there you go there you go <laughs> <laughs> I'm being uh, I'm 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 living out my I'm uh uh living out my my Nat Turner fantasy. Oh. 
Well, the Damn. protagonist in the game is called the father. His name is Joseph Seed. So be prepared to go head on with Joseph Seed and, you know, obviously. And the children. Taking... And the children, yes. <laughs> and the children. The children. The children. Wow. Uh, well, all right, then. I, I, I will kill what, uh, you know, <laughs> Jim Jones, <laughs> mm. David Koresh, you know, you know the type. So. Yeah. And by the way, folks, that was a joke. Fun, uh, fun I, I know, I know, I it shouldn't have you shouldn't have to say that, but that was a joke. Okay, I, I <laughs> have no, I have no intention. I don't have those type of fantasies. It is a game. It is a joke. I think people on both sides just need to <laughs> inhale, <laughs> exhale, and just chill and enjoy the game if you want to enjoy it, or if you don't want to waste your money, if you feel it's a waste of, hey, don't buy it. Yeah, or go by Call of Duty. You could like kill a bunch of Nazis and yeah. <laughs> oh, or, or, Nazis. or you could do what Call Joe does and just wait and flip it and buy it on credit. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, let's go and, and segment into our deal section this week. Um, as far as uh, by the time you hear this, uh, the uh, grand uh, Memorial Day um, boost weekend at GameStop is going to sell it sees out, but there is uh, some good trade deals coming up. At least I don't want to be like GameStop spokesman per se here, but it seems like as of late, Best Buy, other retailers haven't been really coming with a lot of good trade deals or any sort of deals whatsoever. But uh, there's going to be a 40% trade boost you know, towards either uh, MXGP3, uh, Elder Scrolls Morrowind, or Final Fantasy XI Stormblood starting uh, tomorrow on uh, May the 29th on that. And that will be going on uh, at GameStop for a good few weeks. So you'll be able to take a chance of it just in case you want to trade up to either of those games. All three of those games, I should say. So on that. So keep an eye on that. Uh, also take a look too uh, this week because uh, Target has Prey for 40 bucks. So just in case you've been wanting to check out that Bethesda game on that, it's gone down that uh, um, suggested manufacturer retail price ladder, quote unquote. You know, usually if you keep your eyes out within the like month, month and a half of a game being released, usually you'd be able to see it going down to at least 40 bucks. And for the people that have Gamers Club and Lock or Prime, uh, Amazon Prime, especially Gamers Club and Lock, because uh, that's good for... Uh, any games you buy, uh, you'd be able to get the game even cheaper per se. So, but we don't advocate one retailer over another. It's whatever you could get the games at the cheapest is the best, right, guys? Yeah, get your deals, Absolutely. get your deals, deals, people. Yeah, this last week of uh, weekend of trading. Uh, just in case, if you don't know, um, GameStop usually has what what's called a um, boost weekend, where they up the trade values one weekend per month and then basically you're able to uh, reap the benefits from it and that could be not only for games that you might own but games that other retailers might have for lesser prices so you know if you really want to dig into the meat you're able to buy games for like you know 16 bucks 20 bucks and go trade them in that GameStop for you know 37 40 dollars <laughs> you're bound to um you know be able to get some credit or, you know, you know, game for pennies on the dollar. Oh boy. But awesome. yeah, that's pretty much why it's in my MO, unfortunately, but a lot of that stuff, 
uh, can be found on the Cheap Ass Gamer forums or other forums on there. Uh, there's a good forums on Reddit too, talks about that. But uh, you know, if you really have the time, I mean, I really don't have the time, but uh, I still find enjoyment to, to get my game library all lined up in a row, just finding the time to play what I have. That's all everything in a nutshell. So, awesome. and last but not least, we want to go and cover the drop. Uh, for next week, uh, the main game of choice coming out next week is going to be Tekken 7. Any of you guys going to pick that up or are you kind of all tekken out? Nope. I'm getting it. <laughs> I'm not going to buy it. You're I'll, wait until, buy it? I'll okay. wait until Joe gets it and I'll play it at your house. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> we should just like set up remote play or something. That way you could just bring up my games and just play them remotely or something, you know? So we should do <laughs> we'll that. It would be awesome. You getting it, Joe? Yeah, I'm picking it up. Uh, I've been. I like 3D fighters quite a bit. I'm a big Virtua Fighter guy. I think I talked about it in the podcast past or two on that. So Tekken Seven is like, to me, it's like there's a trifecta of 3D fighters, and that's going to be Soul Calibur, Tekken, and uh, Virtua Fighter. So, and maybe even Dead or Alive in there somewhere. But we yeah. could have a whole <laughs> we could have a whole feature conversation about 3D fighters, because uh, mm. yeah. Um, 3D versus 2D fighters coming soon, you guys. It's coming yes. soon. Yes. Get into that meat. So, what else is coming out for this week? Uh, Danger Zone is another game I have my eye on. That's done by the um, ex developers of Burnout. A couple of the main main uh, developers, uh, I think, including Alex Ward, is involved with that. Uh, Danger Zone is basically Burnout, but just crash mode in of itself by itself as a separate game it's going to be out on psn and also on pc i think the retail price on it is 12.99 just in case you're interested on that i'm definitely going to be picking that up because i loved crash mode and burnout i mean i wish i had a full burnout sequel proper but hey, i'll take at least a little piece of it what yeah, are you burnout. guys's opinion yeah burnout I'm was a good it. game burnout was a good game and i'm probably gonna pick it up as well it, it's very cathartic just to run around in crash cars now i'm gonna be very disappointed if uh, if uh, Kenny Loggins is not you know front and center in that game, <laughs> just saying I'll be mad. I'll be mad. Because <laughs> oh, it's to the day. Oh wait, we get copyright. No, nope, don't can't do that. that. Can't do that. Nope. Copyright. Nope. <laughs> Okay. Also, uh, on the release docket this week, uh, a couple games that got pushed back from the release docket last week. Uh, uh, Last Blade for PS4. Metal Slug 2 is also coming out for PS4 as well next week. So more um, Hamster Corporation uh, Arcade Archive series games coming out for sure. I know Last Last Blade was supposed to come out last week. So also, what uh, I think what World Heroes 2 came out last week. So if you're yeah. down for some Neo Geo games, for sure check out the arcade archives on psn for sure that will give you mucho enjoyment also there's a game that was released previously for nintendo ds before uh called locks quest it was a kind of fun unique um like puzzly uh action rpg that's uh, going to be making the uh foray into current gen right now it's going to be both out for both the playstation 4 and also on xbox one so definitely take a look at that that previously was a thq release that got picked up from um the company that uh, pretty much picked all up of thq's ip on uh, now i'm trying to remember what's what's the name of that company damn it it's a, it's not volition because volition saints row but um 
Help me out, guys. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, Sorry. Um, Deep Silver? Yeah, it's associated with Deep Silver, yeah. Mm. So, so I don't know. Let's see. Oh, well. Can you, can you uh, ed- edit? It, 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 edit right? No, no. If, if you remember, if you remember in the, if you remember... Uh, post it in the comments, and and that'll jog our memory. So if you if you if you know it, let us know. Oh, I know it. It's just like a cracking internet research staff has to sit here and, and poke at it real quick because I'm an old man. <laughs> so. dun, 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 anyway, dun, dun, we don't need it now. We'll get it later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And last but not least, let's cover what's going on, on the Xbox side too. Um, Take a look. There's a couple interesting games I saw on that side of the fence, too, that's coming out. Um, one game is called Crossout, which is also out on Steam already on a early uh, release. It's a MMO, but it's a post-apocalyptic MMO action game. So you'll be able to craft your own battle machines from dozens of interchangeable parts, ride them directly into combat and destroy enemies in explosive PvP online battles. On that, that's also been out for Steam for the last couple of, of months. It looks like here on early access. So, if you get on the Xbox side of the fence, definitely check that out. Um, also, there's a um, isometric open world shooter called Tokyo 42, which is going to be a console launch exclusive on the Xbox One. That kind of looks a little bit like um, the old Bullfrog PC game Syndicate. Uh, on that, um, you delve in the world of assassins, the deadly corporate intrigue, and tactical cats. So there's going to be a single-player mode along with a bunch of multiplayer modes for that game. It's all in that uh, pixel isometric view, which looks pretty cool. So so take a look at that. And also, uh, Speedrunners uh, is one of the free games with gold next month. Uh, that will be a new game that's coming out for Xbox One that will be released. It's up to four players, and you're able to uh, you know, battle with each other, battle against your opponents, and um, looks like craziness, at least. It looks like a lot of running, swinging, jumping around, using weapons and pickups. So definitely take a look at that as well. Also, and they do have a console exclusive for a game called The Culling, which looks like a, a battle royale type of game, which is like, you know, basically arena, like, you know, 16 people start and only one person is the victor kind of thing. I know that's like the uh, what, H1Z1 or the like, um, what's the other game on PC that's kind of like that? Desmond, I know you probably might know. So Don't know. <laughs> Don't know. This Sorry. looks like it could have its roots from like Manhunt. A little bit, yeah. Wow. It doesn't appear to be a stealth-based game. It looks no, like it's, it's basically straight-up action. Beat your opponent with a pipe, with a axe, with whatever you need to beat them up with. But it's all uh, player versus player, mano a mano on there. So it's like basically whoever survives at the end is going to be the winner. Yeah. So wow, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yes, <laughs> virtual Blood chicken dinner. Yes. Or the loser might wind up as chicken. It depends if, you're, if your character's a cannibal. Hopefully you can be able to put that in a, like a slider, cannibal slider. Cannibal <laughs> slider. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving right along. So that's pretty much it for the drop, though. So, Well, all right. And with that, having mentioned cannibalism and a few other not so nice things that people have done to each other yeah 
Uh, we're going to close out episode three of Gaming Vessels. But before we do, we want to put out our contact information. Please send us feedback, send us questions that you may have for us to gamingvessels at gmail.com. All of the hosts can be reached through social media, particularly on Twitter. You can reach Joe at Joe Fongul. You can reach Dez at Nemo Cub. You can reach me at Shonuff71 on Twitter. Uh, we also have an upcoming uh, Discord group, so we'll be able to meet up and discuss and, and chat there as well. Uh, we just have that trying to finalize a couple of things and get that together. And uh, again, hit us with that feedback. Hit us with your questions because the main purpose of this show is to interact with our listeners as much as possible about our favorite hobby, which is video games. And with that, with that, folks, we're going to bring this to a close. I'm Shonuff71. That's Nemo Cub, a.k.a. Dez. That's Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, a.k.a. Joe Fungo. <laughs> and we are out for another week. Peace. We are your gaming vessels. Keep oh, that in mind. Yes, we are your gaming vessels. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>